Driss Doerden walked slowly along a trail in the jutting southernmost spur of the Spine of the World Mountains, the sky brightening around him. Far away to the south, across the plain to the Evermoors, he noticed the glow of the last lights of some distant city, Nesme probably, going down, replaced by the growing dawn. When Drizzt turned another bend in the mountain trail, he saw the small town of Settlestone far below. The barbarians, Wolfgar's kin from far away Icewind Dale, were just beginning their morning routines, trying to put the ruins back in order. Drizzt watched the figures, tiny from this distance, bustle about, and he remembered a time not so long ago when Wolfgar and his proud people roamed the frozen tundra of a land far to the north and west, on the other side of the great mountain range a thousand miles away. Spring, the trading season, was fast approaching, and the hardy men and women of Settlestone, working as dealers for the dwarves of Mithril Hall, would soon know more wealth and comfort than they ever would have believed possible in their previous day-by-day existence. They had come to Wolfgar's call, fought valiantly beside the dwarves in the ancient halls, and would soon reap the rewards of their labor, leaving behind their desperate nomadic ways as they had left behind the endless, merciless wind of Icewind Dale. How far we have all come! Drizzt remarked to the chill emptiness of the morning air, and he chuckled at the double meaning of his words, considering that he had just returned from Silvery Moon, a magnificent city far to the east, a place where the beleaguered drow ranger never before dared to believe that he would find acceptance. Indeed, when he had accompanied Brunner and the others in their search for Mithril Hall barely two years before, Drizzt had been turned away from Silvery Moon's decorated gates. "'You've done a hundred miles in a ten-day alone,' came an unexpected answer. Drizzt instinctively dropped his slender black hands to the hilts of his scimitars, but his mind caught up to his reflexes and he relaxed immediately, recognizing the melodic voice with more than a little of a dwarvish accent. A moment later, Catty Bree, the adopted human daughter of Brunner Battlehammer, came skipping around a rocky outcropping, her thick auburn mane dancing in the mountain wind, and her deep blue eyes glittering like wet jewels in the fresh morning light. Trist could not hide his smile of a joyous spring in the young girl's steps, a vitality that the often vicious battle she had faced over the last few years could not diminish nor could Driz deny the wave of warmth that rushed over him whenever he saw Catty Bree, the young woman who knew him better than any. Catty Bree had understood Drizzt and accepted him for his heart, and not the color of his skin, since their first meeting in a rocky, wind-swept vale more than a decade before, when she was but half her present age. The dark elf waited a moment longer, expecting to see Wolfgar, soon to be Catty Bree's husband, follow her around the bluff. You have come out a fair distance without an escort, Drizzt remarked when the barbarian did not appear. Catty Bree crossed her arms over her chest and leaned on one foot, tapping impatiently with the other. And you're beginning to sound more like me father than me friend, she replied. I see no escort walking the trails beside Drizzt Well spoken, the drow ranger admitted. 
his tone respectful and not the least bit sarcastic. The young woman's scolding had pointedly reminded Driz that Catty Bree could take care of herself. She carried with her a short sword of dwarven make and wore fine armor under her furred cloak, as fine as the suit of chainmail that Brunner had given to Driz. Talmeril the Heartseeker, the magical bow of Anariel, rested easily over Catty Bree's shoulder. Drizzt had never seen a mightier weapon, and even beyond the powerful tools she carried, Catty Bree had been raised among the sturdy dwarves by Brunner himself, as tough as the mountain stone.